God has a habit of making choices and decisions that we don't understand, some that even shock us. And today we have the Jewish early followers of Christ reacting to that very same kind of situation. So if you know someone who has not always understood why God does or doesn't do the things he does, now would be a great time to share this broadcast. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are diving into episode 112 today, and we're going to pray through Acts chapter 11. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. And today's verses are taken from our Acts 11 chapter. They are... 11, 18, 20, and 21. And here's how eleven eighteen reads. It says, When they heard this, they became silent, and they glorified God, saying, So then, God has given him repentance, resulting in life even to the Gentiles. That's eleven eighteen. 20 and 21 say, But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. All right, let's pray, y'all. Father, when, when the Jews heard what you had done with your gifting of the Holy Spirit, they glorified God. They became silent, and they glorified God saying, you have given repentance, resulting in eternal life, even to the Gentiles. This rocked their world. This shifted their whole perception of who you are and what you were about. And I ask that as we process those decisions that you make, that we don't understand, that we would also become silent before you and glorify you. And now I'm jumping ahead. I guess what I wanted to pull from this verse is that you are the source of repentance and life eternal for all of us, for all the people, for Jews and Gentiles, and that means everyone. You are that source, and I honor and worship you for being that today. The men from Cyprus and Cyrene who had come and began speaking to the Greeks, to those people who are like, even the Gentiles, they proclaimed the good news about the Lord Jesus. Your hand was with them, a large number who heard them believed. They proclaimed that you are the source of eternal life, what we had in the verse before. They proclaimed that, and I want to honor you and worship you for that today, but also that your hand was with them, and that's what made them successful. We absolutely need you to make everything that we do of value, because the things that I try to do apart from you are worthless. And I want to just recognize that today that we can do the things we do. We have the impact that we have, whether that's on our children or our spouse or our coworkers or a broader community. The impact that we have for your kingdom is because your hand is with us. And we recognize that this is your power in our lives. And I just want to say thank you for that today and honor you and worship you for being that power on earth through us. As we go forward in this time, I ask that you would make my thoughts and my words clear that you would be the one speaking and that you would do with this time whatever you wish and that by the end of it, our hearts would be turned towards you in both repentance and worship and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Acts 11 today. 
We're trucking our way through Acts. We're at 11, chapter 11 already. And today we are going to pray through the whole chapter. One of the things that I've discovered in this process of doing Acts is that shorter passages are better for this environment. So the 50 verse chapters are really difficult. And that's a good thing for me to know as we proceed with this show. But I do want to finish Acts and I don't want it to take six months. So we're going to continue going through chapter by chapter. And this happens to be a shorter chapter, which is nice. It continues the story after Peter has a vision and he travels and meets with Cornelius and his gathered Gentiles and the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. That's where we start today, kind of at this point of God has done something shocking to the Jewish people. And this is the aftermath. So here we go. I'm going to read, pray through this. It says, The apostles and the brothers and sisters who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. And Peter began to explain to them step by step. I was in the town of Joppa praying, and I saw in a trance an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners from heaven, and it came to me. When I looked closely and considered it, I saw the four-footed animals of the earth, the wild beasts, the reptiles, and the birds of the sky. I also heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, I said, for nothing impure or ritually unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a voice answered from heaven a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call impure. Now this happened three times, and everything was drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to accompany them with no doubts at all. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we went into the man's house. He reported to us how he had seen the angel standing in the house and saying, Send to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He will speak a message to you by which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came down on them, just as on us at the beginning. I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then... God gave them the same gift that he also gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. How could I possibly hinder God? When they heard this, they became silent and they glorified God saying, so then God has given repentance resulting in life even to the Gentiles. Let's stop there and let's pray. Father, we've heard this story now, I think three times the whole story three times in maybe the last two or three chapters. It's been repeated for us. So that's important. Not only was it important for the context of the storytelling, of the narrative that he was telling them this, but it's important for us. Those things that you repeat, we need to pay attention to. So help us understand, Spirit, open these words to us in a way that gives us insight that we need for each of us today. I love the fact that this has happened and they heard this stuff. They heard these things were going on and Peter came back and he gets criticized, right? Human nature hasn't changed. We see someone go out and that's not exactly our perception of what was supposed to happen. And so our first action is to criticize. So help us not to be that way. Help us not to do that. Peter didn't come back and say, look, don't you trust me? Like, have you forgotten who I am? No, he began to explain to them step by step. And I ask you for that wisdom 
and that patience when something that we have done doesn't align with others' expectations of what we should do. And rather than throw around authority and my rights and this is who I am and don't you trust me, help us learn to explain to them step by step. Whether we were approached with interest and open-mindedness or not, these people weren't approaching Peter with open-mindedness. They came and were criticizing him. You did this thing that's against the rules. And Peter explained to them step by step. Help us respond as Peter did. In his description, Peter says, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came down on them just as on us at the beginning, and I remembered the word of the Lord. This is one of those little moments that you've given us. There's so many moments. So many of these things dropped into scripture. Jesus, you told Peter that the Spirit would be here to remind us of what you had told us, of all the things you had told us. And here is an example of that in action. You reminded Peter. He remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said this thing that Peter needs to now apply to his life. This groundbreaking idea that that this could also happen for the Gentiles. And I thank you for that gift to us. I thank you for the gift of the Spirit to us as non-Jews. I am so grateful for this kind of pivotal watershed moment in the birth of your church, this expanding of the horizons and opening up eyes to see the bigger picture. Plus, I absolutely love both Peter's response and those who were criticizing him. Peter's response is, no matter what my belief systems or what my previous actions or how I was brought up in my culture, no matter what all of that says, how could I hinder what God is obviously doing? How could I choose my rules and my culture over God's work, God's action in the lives that I am witnessing? When the listeners, when the criticizers heard that, they became silent and they glorified God. They listened. They actually listened. How often does that happen in conflict in our church? I pray that there would always be listening, that we would explain step by step and that the response would be listening and silence and glorifying God. They came to a brand new understanding of who you are and what you're about. And I pray that as we are faced with those kind of interactions or those kind of what's commonly called in the, in the world of online stuff, truth bombs, as we're faced with those truth bombs that you give us, that we would be silent and that we would allow our world to shift according to your word. Okay, back into scripture. Two more quick sections. Now, those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that had started because of Stephen... They made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. News about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and he saw the grace of God... He was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and large numbers of people were added to the Lord. Father, this is another one of those instances where your people heard about what was going on and they were like, we need to check this out. This doesn't seem right because we are sent to the Jewish people. And so they sent Barnabas. I so appreciate Barnabas. Barnabas was the one who listened to Saul, who was open-minded enough to to listen and bring him to the other believers and and ask them to, to pay attention that this was a real 
And he did the same here. They sent him and he was open-minded and he went and he saw the grace of God. He saw the grace of God in action in people. I pray that as you added to the numbers here, that large numbers of people were added to the Lord, that that would be true in our world as well. That large numbers of people would be added to your family through the lives, not only of people who say, act, and think the way we think they should, the way our expectations paint, but also in the way that you have led them, whether that looks like what we think it should or not, that we would be open to seeing large numbers of people come to befriend you because your action in the world is what does that, not our expectations. Scripture then finishes out the chapter by saying, then he went to Tarsus to search for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up and predicted by the spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. Let's finalize the day's prayer by going through that section. We think sometimes of Paul's journeys and Paul's missionary work in moments, this idea of he, he went here and then he went there and then he went there, but we don't think of it in terms of, of what that actually looked like. And at this point, it was a year. Barnabas and Saul spent a year in Antioch, a whole year, ministering to the people there, teaching people, forming relationships, teaching about Christ. And this is where people became known as Christians. This is the basis, the, the first place that word was used. I ask that we would honor the use of that name, that our lives would reflect well on your name, because they don't always. Our reputation in the world is not one of love. Forgive us for that, because that is our problem. Help us to take ownership of that, and it starts with me. Help me to live in a way that gives glory to your name. And one final request from this passage, this idea that they were living there and they heard of hardship in another place. This is, this is a sharing and caring across the miles in ways that we see our churches interacting today. But this is kind of the first time we get a glimpse of that. They learn of another church in need and they send help. When we hear of people in need, help us to not think of them as them, <laughs> like this separate them, but help us recognize that we are one body and that when one part hurts, we all hurt. So help us provide relief and help to those in need. Help our hearts to grow in generosity, in all the meanings of generosity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for being with me today. I so appreciate your presence here in this time. If you're watching on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, this is Wednesday, so we'll be back on Monday at 10 a.m. Central, and I would love it if you would come back and join us and bring a friend along with you. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for subscribing to the show. That helps the algorithm recognize that this might be of value to other people so that more people can join us in prayer. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, who helps Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is, as we do this, that you will grow in your prayer life and I will grow in mine. But most of all, my biggest request to God of this show is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we're actually praying. Amen. <laughs>